0: Get live TV and streaming apps together without a satellite. Visit directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet-connected Gemini device and separate paid subscription to watch Netflix on TV. Terms and restrictions apply. ¶¶ Mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just a trio of feathery brethren weathering in season to See the Eagles eating teams like Scrammy's top with cheese. It's Philadelphia. Bo Shiel and Zach kicking it cooler than three Until Till Zach runs off with his valet keys. He's a real nuanced goose. Pull up a branch, get loose. It's time for some juice on some Birds p- with Friends. The early bird gets the worm, but prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds p- with Friends. Bo Shiel and Zach coming at you with steps and things. Things,
1: flapping their wings on. Birds with friends. All I know is that he has a game where all don't read both 7,000. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, I'm in. Let's go. Let's do it.
0: Yeah. Really, what I needed was not to get at least one more reader. The presenting sponsor for today's episode of Birds with Friends is Visa, a network working for everyone. Hello, everybody, and welcome. To Birds with Friends on a Tuesday evening, live on YouTube and uh, just not live in your ears if you're listening at a later date. Beowulf here, Marissa Morris, Sheila Capadia, and Zach Berman is here. He has the grace of a swan, the wisdom of an owl, and the eye of an eagle. Ladies and gentlemen, this man is for the birds. Zach, how are you? Doing great. Excited Jimmy for Ward, Zach. Jimmy Ward, where did he go to school?
2: Uh, was, was that Northern Illinois? That's correct. Nicely done.
0: Uh, Sheil, obviously, you know, you had a busy Sunday. You had a very busy Monday. Your busiest day of the week. You you pump out that uh, beautiful column today, things you need to know. But I'm sure you made time for the postgame pod. Where do you stand? D-O-G or D-A-W-G for dog mentality?
1: Oh, D-A-W-G for all like sports related. Like unless you're talking about the actual dog, you know, like a dog, a pet. Uh, it's going to be DAWG. Now I, I don't know if that's uh, referenced or settled or whatever. But as I was listening to that, I thought, yeah, come on, of course
2: it's 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 DAWG. Well,
0: Zach, I believe we maybe we we may have some resolution on this front.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, actually, we'll have more information on on this coming during the week. But what uh, a tease! I, yeah, what a tease there. Um, so there's there's some background. Like we said on the podcast the other night, he had the DAWG shirt the other day uh, after the just really got into it. And I specifically asked what's the, the dog culture. Cause that's the dog culture. So in his post-game press conference, when he said dog mentality, he compared it to a dog being let out of a cage. Therefore the direct analogy I thought was like the actual dog, the Eagles initially used DOG, but since then they've changed it to DAWG and if it, this is one of those things where you're like, all right, all I need to hear is five seconds. Well, if you ever want a thousand words on it, just wait. Okay.
1: I was going to say, normally I need to cut Bo off in the first 60 seconds and get him on track that today, Zach, I might have to, I might have to do the same to you, I think. But of course we have a lot to get to. I've got to unleash all my Eagles takes after listening to all of your guys, Eagles takes. I mean, uh, we know Bo has, has booked his plane tickets to L.A., right? So fi, yeah. uh, SoFi Stadium, so that'll be nice and nice in February for sure. So I want to react to what um, you guys were saying during the post-game pod. Uh, the numbers for the podcast, very strong. I think you know you were right, Bo, about the season having some juice. Now, to be fair, uh, the numbers were rising, and uh, I was thinking about it. I was looking at them. The, the downloads, the listens, all that, the views compared to previous seasons. And, uh, you know, but we were a little bit stale, but I feel like the Z-Berm-Marissa combo injected oh, some yeah. life. It, it's like when you have a long-standing show and you got to introduce new characters, right? So you got to keep uh, things fresh. Uh, you, no you, doubt about you, it. You have to. So now I don't know what's going to happen in like two years. Uh, this might be stale. So then who knows? I might be out of here and you got to get someone else. But listen, no that's way. a story uh, for another time. But uh, we appreciate Everybody who is uh, continuing to review, download, steal your kids' phones, steal your uh, partner's phones. You know, again, it doesn't really matter if anybody listens. We just want those numbers, so keep those uh, coming for sure. And, of course, uh, you know, Instagram. We'll still keep pushing that. Even the links are uh, hot and heavy. As Shiel Kapadia. And, Zach, what's yours?
2: As uh, Z underscore Birmingham.
1: I mean, Zach, listen, I'm... I'm blatant about my um, you know, Instagram promotion. Zach, under the radar, has a solid uh, Instagram game there. So make sure you check that out as well.
0: He sure does. And of course, if you do not subscribe to The Athletic, I believe we still have a 50% off deal at theathletic.com slash friends for first-time subscribers. So I,
1: I don't think that one's going to last forever, though. I think if you yeah. want that, you, you, you should. Uh, if you're thinking about signing up, now would be the time to go ahead and use that.
0: All right, so uh, we've got a lot to get to. We will unpack everything that happened on Sunday. Uh, we 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 have the Squall Twenty Two as the segment, but uh, unfortunately, uh, Game Pass has not cooperated, so it's it's hard to call it the Squall Twenty Two. But we will get to that. We'll have a little bird on the street for the latest we heard from the coordinators today. A couple moves from the Eagles, and uh, we're gonna we, you know we heard your your pleas for more National Shield. And so we are going to deliver that to you in the middle of today's episode. Uh, we're going to go a little bit around the league with uh, with Sheila Kapadia.
1: First of all, Bo, I, I think you, you know, when we did the the national show, we, we, the national show did do very well when we went through every team. A lot of Yeah, people-
0: <laughs> it's a great, that's one of the best episodes of the year, I feel like. But,
1: but you said to get back to, a, you know, let us know if you want more national shield. And I believe the grand total was two people saying. I that, think we yeah. heard a few people. Yeah. Yeah. Okay,
0: three. Yeah. Okay. Maybe, okay. maybe a couple people on the side. I think Jeffrey had texted Zach about it. Um, okay. so Good. yeah. Okay. Uh, is that so before we, that
2: is, is that uh, who you're referring I
0: mean, to? it could have been Dahmer, I mean, but that <laughs> was who I had in mind. Uh, yeah. all right, let's get to, uh, Alchon, so. that's true. It could have been Alshon. <laughs> uh, why don't we get to the, the, uh, burn on the street first, before we get to the, uh, the game review, because, uh, there's not a ton of news, but Zach, what did we hear from the coordinators today? And uh, maybe we uh, take a little second to send it over to the stone cold newsman.
2: The Raven Clark on practice squad IR. I want to leave. I was going to say,
1: why are we doing
2: this? <laughs> they signed Harry Kreider to the practice <laughs> squad. They also protected Coyote Awashika. You might have heard about him. Craig James, Elijah Riley, and Marvin and, and Marvin Wilson on the practice squad. So those players are candidates to be promoted. Uh, Marcus Epps is in the concussion protocol. J.J. Ortega-Whiteside day-to-day. And with a ankle or knee, I I need to look that one up. Ankle. Yeah, that's in my notes. Ankle, I believe, correct. And from the coaches, what do we hear? The coordinators, what do we hear? The Eagles care quite uh, – Shane Steichen cares about completion percentage. Uh, That's an important A little too much, Mm -hmm. he
0: made it sound like.
2: Yeah, I mean, look. at that for the – we got the offensive review. I'll get you some numbers that matter. Well, you know what? Pat Shermer once said the most important quarterback stat is. Wins. Wins. So, a little different than that one, right? Uh, the former offensive coordinator said wins. Uh, Jonathan Gannon had 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 much to say about you know the the adjustments that they made, the the uh, uh, locking down the third down defense, different things of that nature. Michael Clay uh, impressed by Sipos, impressed by um, Andre.
0: What a, what a start uh, to the show! <laughs> and, you and, did
2: this.
1: I mean, we were ready to get we could have woven all this into conversations. You put Zach on the up. spot, so he's gotta get all right. That segment's <laughs> over. Let's get to the stuff. Zach, if there's other stuff that they said, we can weave it into uh right. what we all actually right. talked about. Let's talk, let's talk about Unbelievable. the
0: offense. Let's talk about the okay. offense. Uh you've got takes to unload, Shield. Why don't you take the lead?
1: Where, where do we start? You know, usually I feel like you tee me up with, okay. you know, I, I just have these bullet points. If you Here's guys want to so, take so off first, for half an hour, I can all, beat them all. But that first of be all, fun.
0: you know, you can't watch the All-22 yet. Uh, that-
1: yeah, a terrible product, NFL Game Pass. I mean, really ridiculous. They've made it worse. It was already bad. I hate, you know, I don't want to be a sports writer complaining know, about something like- inconsequential, which is what this is. But I'm seeing in the comments, I mean, we have listeners you know, Dennis, for instance, I mean, that guy watches the All-22 closer than I do. Uh, you know, so there are people, there are fans who like to watch the All-22. You like to watch uh, other teams. Maybe you miss a game and you just want to see the key plays. They used to have a playlist. They don't even That's have the playlist anymore. They don't even have the playlist anymore. I'm, ha- I'm having trouble going through all these games on a Monday. So, yes, the anyway, the bottom line is, I was not able to watch the all 22 this week. Uh, Fran, Fran Duffy did a great job with his breakdown. So I feel like I saw, you know, like the 20 most important plays and he analyzes them better than I ever could. So th- that was good. So between that, between uh, you know, rewatching the game today because I had my eye on it Sunday, but not my—it wasn't isolated for me. It was in uh, on one of uh, you know multiple screens here. So today I did do a quick rewatch, and then I dug deep into the numbers, which will probably be the most interesting aspect of this to try to put some of what we saw into context if that makes sense but listen if anybody has a hookup for some all 22 for some coaches film if you got anybody, anybody knows like NFL a professional office, football
0: player a guy yeah. who, who like is on an NFL yeah. roster who maybe has yeah. access to anything
1: just send it over shield at the athletic.com uh, you all have my email address you have my Instagram you have my Twitter just send it over okay well, Hope
2: maybe it'll be back next week we'll say so they, well it's gonna be back this week from from what I understand well, we'll, uh, I'll believe that yeah. I Okay. I just, like, what it like man.
0: they couldn't get it ready for week one. Like Roger Goodell wants to solve like the uh, the divide in America with his with his like ridiculous slobbering commercials, but he All can't right. even fix Game Pass. Like what okay. are we doing here?
1: All right, let's get to the goods now.
0: Okay, uh, let's. Uh, let, I, I mean, this is a this is an open ended question, a big way yeah. to start. But uh, in terms of Nick Sirianni setting up Jalen Hurts for mm-hmm. success in this game, what stood out to you?
1: I think that's the story, really. I mean, I think that if you were going to ask me for my big theme, that probably would have been it. Anyway, I mean, in every aspect of this game, I thought they, I guess not every aspect, they had the penalties. But in terms of setting Hurts up for success, you saw like everything you wanted to see, I thought, uh, in this game. And, you know, there are numbers, Bo, you wrote about it uh, in the day after. Did you mention it on uh on the post game pod. I can't remember, but Jalen hurts his average pass yeah. traveled 3.7 yards past the line of scrimmage. Now, listen, that's not, if you've listened to this podcast, that's not something I'm going to be saying. Yeah, let you know, let's do that every week. That's awesome offense. No, I don't like generally don't, uh, you know, I want to push the ball downfield for sure. But I thought in this situation, his, you know, his first start of the season new scheme get him some of those layups and when you have those plays you still need to you know it's not easy to just get the quarterback layups like they still need to be executed and I couldn't help but think of last year we had a discussion and was hey get Carson Wentz some easy throws and I'm like you can't get Carson Wentz easy throws he misses the easy throws not to pile on Carson Wentz but really I mean you know those even a bubble screen it's got to be right on the receiver at the right time the blocking has to be good the timing has to be good you can't throw it behind him you can't throw it low uh those plays uh those mistakes just screw everything up and so I thought Hertz in that aspect was like on point I mean he's setting the receivers up the scheme was good you look at uh how well coached they are I mean Again, I don't like why, You know, I don't really care about wide receiver blocking most of the time. Like, if you're looking at a draft prospect, I mean, don't talk to me about that. I don't care. That's at the end of the list. But when you're talking about how well coached a team is, and when you're running uh, RPOs on the first three plays of the game, and if you don't make those blocks, you don't get anything. Then it does matter. And they were like locked in. I mean, you could just tell those those <laughs> simple plays, those RPOs, uh, those worked well because they were fundamentally sound. They were coached well, and the players were doing what they were supposed to do. So that was like a big thing that really stood out to me. Even stuff like Miles Sanders and his blitz pickup. They they had the big completion to Devontae Smith, where Miles Sanders picks up the blitzer, beautiful, knew what to do, took him out. Like those are the types of things I was looking at saying, man, you know, all the stuff they kind of harped on here. Ah, uh, finding a role. You guys talked about finding a role for J.J. ortega Whiteside. You know, we were. I was wondering last year, like, why can't this guy be a fourth wide receiver who plays special teams? And I remember it was like, well, he doesn't play special teams. Why doesn't he play special teams? You know, what, right. he actually has the skill set to be yes. like the last wide receiver on your roster. A guy who plays special teams gets out there, blocks. If you're in a pinch and need him to, you know, play some snaps, he can do that situationally. Like they did that in one off season, they found a role for him. He, you know, you're not happy with the pick still. He's not the guy that I, I thought he was going to be a much better NFL player, but at least he has a role. So those were the things that uh, stood out to me. I was just really impressed with how they set Jalen Hurts up and kind of how fundamentally sound and smooth everything looked in terms of execution.
0: It's funny you mentioned the wide receiver blocking thing because somebody asked uh, Steichen today about uh, about Devonte Smith's blocking, and I was like. What are we doing talking about Devontae Smith's blocking? And then and then I rewatched the game uh, on Game Pass and I was like, Oh man, look at Devontae Smith block. Like, yeah. who cares? But like he really well, was. It was it was I nice. think that was a
2: reaction to Sirianni yesterday. Um Sirianni was he was talking about JJ. He got asked about JJ and he was he he was going on about JJ's blocking and then he was he was saying and and Devante, Devante really did a good job blocking. Yeah, it, was,
0: so I, it was like it really was interesting.
2: Yeah. So I I I think it was probably a follow-up to, to Sirianni's point. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So so Hertz's average uh pass, like I mentioned, traveled 3.7 yards past the line of scrimmage, lowest distance of any uh quarterback in the NFL, but he averaged what seven and a half yards per attempt. So, you know, they were, you were steaming up short throws. Like completion and percentage over
0: expected was, was way higher too, right?
1: Yeah. So there are a couple numbers with that that are, uh, that are pretty interesting here. Um, so, um, you know, next gen stats, they have the chips and everybody's shoulder pads. And so one of the stats that's kind of taken off a little bit uh, in the last couple of years, I would say is completion percentage above expectation. And so what does that mean? They, they look at, Um, a bunch of factors on every pass. They look at separation for the receiver, distance of the throw, um, how pressured is the quarterback? And they say, all right, what's the likelihood of a completion on every pass? So I like to use this in two different ways. You know, one of them is you can look at it and say, what kind of throws is this quarterback attempting, you you know, compared to the rest of the league, are these high percentage throws or low percentage throws? And for that uh, Hertz ranked eighth. Again, this is week one, small sample, all the caveats you want to throw out there, but he, he had the eighth, the highest expected completion percentage. So he was attempting a lot of uh, makeable throws. And then at the same time, they look at, well, the expected completion percentage compared to what your actual completion percentage was. What was the difference? You know, are you, taking a bunch of, um, you know, high percentage throws, but really just crushing every one of them and also hitting the harder throws. And Jalen Hurts ranked fifth league-wide in completion percentage over expectation. So you think of a throw like the throw of the Goddard, right, Uh, on the uh, touchdown. Like, that's not a high percentage throw. That's a quarterback, get outside the pocket, make something happen. There's not a lot of room there. Again, Fran on the um, all 22, I think, did a great job where I think it was Deion Jones had his back to the line of scrimmage. And if you just kind of freeze frame it when Hertz is throwing it, like there's nothing there, but he just throws it to the side, gives him an opportunity. Goddard makes a great play. So, really, in both aspects, whether it was the layup throws, like I mentioned, he did a good job with those, or, you know, whatever it was, a handful of throws that maybe uh, were not that easy, he did a good job with those as well.
0: Yeah, I think that's well said and like you know avoiding turnovers uh is such a big thing for him uh you know we talked about on the postgame pod this was his first game of only five starts in which he didn't have an interception or a fumble that was not uh you know snap related there was that one play in the third quarter when he was sacked uh when it looked like that could have been like normally you would expect the quarterback to fumble that one and he held on to that ball I don't know if that was you know some kind of emphasis or just sort of fluky but uh, otherwise you know it seemed like he he handled things he handled things well on, the, on that front and i think so, that's probably to the to you know to the same uh token as not taking that many shots downfield in this game you know he would it seemed like that was the what the falcons were inviting him to do was uh you know take those those gimmies and and he was willing to do that
2: and but so you bring up a good point there, and, and Shane Steichen was was talking about completion percentage as far as moving the chains, right? And, and so one thing I tried to look down is, well, how often did he actually move the chains? Hurts threw for 13 first downs, so 48% of his completions and 37% of his pass attempts. And if you compare that to last year, last year during the season, threw uh, uh, 32.5% of his completions were first downs, 16.9% of his pass attempts, so... Clearly, much better in terms of moving the chains this year compared to last year. Uh, you know, the completion percentage doesn't help you if you're dumping off on third and twelve, and it right. doesn't do anything. Kirk but, Cousins,
1: uh, by the way. Well, we'll get to that yeah. in the national segment. But, but,
2: <laughs> but in this case, it's it's pretty clear that 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 these were productive passes that were moving the chain. So uh, the fact that he was passing for four first downs, they had sustained drives. Uh, that's a benefit to him. Zach, oh, what's the last?
1: Me, when's the last time you checked the real time app, uh, the real time section of the Athletic app?
2: Uh, about two and a half hours ago. Okay, all mm. right,
1: good. So I can give you a little trivia. I can give you a little trivia okay. question, uh, and you haven't seen the answer yet. Of course, if you do subscribe to the Athletic theathletic.com slash birds with friends maybe you already saw this so no, no spoilers there in the uh comment section so uh these are arbitrary what's the word Bo is it arbitrary endpoints end or yeah. qualifiers or whatever okay so uh, I acknowledge that this is not like a great stat but sometimes I just like looking like all right how many quarterbacks have had a game like Jalen Hurts had you know and so I looked up um since the merger Quarterbacks who have completed, I mean, 77% of your passes is like, <laughs> you know, I guess in the NFL now you're, you see it way more. But I mean, when we were kids, if anybody, well, I'll speak for myself. When I was a kid, if any quarterback was completing 77% of his passes, yeah. it was like unheard of. 77% of his pa- their passes threw for at least 260 yards and rushed for at least 60 yards. So Hertz hit all those marks on Sunday. Again, totally arbitrary. But uh, he hit all those marks. How many quarterbacks since the merger do you think have had uh, hit all three of those things? Three. Five. Wait, are you guys including Hurts or not including Hurts?
0: Not including Hurts. So
1: including you say three, Hertz. not including Hurts. I right? say
0: three. Zach says five.
1: All right. Bo, four turkeys or whatever dumb you know, <laughs> game reward you get, uh, you win that one. Uh, three times. Oh, nailed it. Oh, man. Kyler, well, I'll just tell him too, since we got a lot to get to. Kyler Murray, Dak Prescott, and Ken Anderson were the. Ken Anderson, players. huh? Yeah, I was surprised by uh, that one. So you know, just in terms of those things, it was a pretty um, rare game. Uh, some of the yak stuff, you know, they were sixth in uh, yards after the catch, both if you look at per reception or total. It's I funny
0: because, that. Uh, uh, like, yeah. that was one of the things that was sold about the Sirianni offense was like it really emphasizes yak, and it was always like, like,
1: Every shouldn't everybody do that? Like yeah. like, yeah, I always like, thought that was nonsense.
0: But anyway, so go ahead.
1: Um, what is the, so in terms of style? You know, I think one thing we were wondering is how run heavy are gonna they gonna be? Uh, they were middle of the pack if you just look at sort of run pass balance. On early downs, they ranked 13th in terms of pass frequency. So this isn't going to be like the Ravens, you know, or I guess I should say the Falcons. If you you know look at uh, that game where you're running the ball on every first and second down at the same time, it's not going to be like uh, the Chiefs either. I think, and again, this is one game. It's not going to be like the Chiefs either where you are, um, you know, throwing the ball all over the place. So I actually thought it was a nice blend, a mix that made sense given that the, uh, the run game was working for them.
0: What did you think of Miles Sanders?
1: I thought Miles Sanders looked good. I mean, he's he not I, you know, I guess he's not gonna be for everybody. He's, he's a little frustrating
0: be, sometimes.
1: Not for me, I'm fine. You know, give okay. me let let the guy use his instincts. I mean, really. That you play running back not because you're a robot who says the play is supposed to go uh, on the you know exactly. I, I'm sure. I'm sure a uh, future spouse of one of the co-hosts of this would probably disagree with my assessment here, because I know old linemen like the running back to go where the play is designed to go. But uh, you know, as a viewer, and really just like if I were in an organization, I'd be like, well, let's look at the results. You know, are these? Is he bouncing these, and we're getting screwed every time? No. Like, all right, you bounce one and you take a loss. You bounce another and you pick up 20 yards and so if you look at it at the end of the day i thought he had you know the numbers were good he probably left some yards on the field at times he probably created some yards with his instincts at times too so to me that's just like the nature of the position i actually very much enjoy uh,
2: that style of running back although
1: i know not every not everyone does
2: i mean if if you're complaining about trent richardson and his vision, and it's three yards a carry, I understand it. But like Sheil oh, said, look Trent at the Richardson. results. Yeah, Just uh, catching a stray
0: for Trent Richardson. I <laughs> believe Trent Richardson, knock- former teammate of Michael Dunn. Wow. I was <laughs> just going to say that. Very impressive. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> the <Birmingham laughs> with, with the Birmingham Iron. With the Birmingham Iron. Oh, Iron. wow. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay.
2: But in, in Miles Sanders' case, five yards a he carry, right? He said he right? doesn't
1: like when they bounce all the time. Okay. <laughs> yeah.
0: I, I love the Nick Jubb. sure. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Ah, yeah, I feel like Nick Chubb is pretty. uh, I mean, I don't know. I feel like he's pretty fundamentally like, oh, yeah. And they scheme it up very nicely over there. And when you get an offensive line like that, I mean, you have no reason to bounce, you know?
2: Uh (laughs) He he would not like a Cordero Patterson, but neither will Bo Wolf. So So
1: I have to comment. We're not going to get into it like an eighth Cordero Patterson thing (laughs) here. But Bo, you're a year late on this. Well, I mean, I shouldn't say that, but last year, uh, one of my running jokes was like, I wish I loved anything as much as Matt right. Nagy likes going to Cordero. Oh, no, I remember that. Fourth and one. I mean, the, every short yard is in. If you thought it didn't look great on Sunday, you should have seen him with the Bears last year. I mean, they had no idea. They were probably patting themselves on the back on Thursdays. Oh, baby, this Cordero Patterson run on third and two stuffed uh, every time. It was like, uh, it was a disaster. So, uh, anyway, that's enough Cordero Patterson, problem. Yeah. Go
0: ahead, Zach. No. You have something
2: no, I, I, I was, I was just, I was talking about Miles Sanders. The fact that it's that he is producing, right? So if, so there are runs where you might scratch your head, but if you look at the stat sheet, at the, at the end of the day, he's five yards per carry. He was, he was productive for the offense. Uh, so be it, right? Like, like I would take that.
0: Way too much. Go ahead.
2: That, that
1: screen. I mean, you know, he had like a linebacker on his jersey. Mm-hmm. What within two yards of the line of scrimmage, he breaks the tackle he bursts into the open field and it's a 20 plus yard game. And even this, you know, like the stuff like blitz pickup, that's where the fundamentals have to be sound. And you're going to do exactly what you are a coach to do. And like, I don't know. I thought their blitz pickup was great all all game long.
0: I'm really not enjoying what I'm seeing in the chat with some people saying that they thought Arthur Smith looked like me. That's, (laughs) that's not, that's not a good look for me. (laughs) Uh, so uh-huh. uh
1: you said caught astray. Speaking of which, I'll get this in my notes for you guys from your uh show. Uh Jim Schwartz caught astray. I thought that Bo, was that you? What did yeah, I say? You, you said something like uh, you know, these hard ass yeah. coaches like yeah. Dan Campbell and Jim Schwartz has had a great career as a defensive coordinator. I, I wasn't mean, that way, that had nothing fantastic.
0: to do with quality. That okay. that was just that was just fully about like personality. Like okay. he's a cantankerous dude. Okay. Uh
1: boy, you were you were uh, like I don't know. I've never done mushrooms. Like, did you do anything <laughs> like that? But were you, like, you were so happy. What drug makes you? I don't really know a lot about like drugs. Like, I feel like I feel like Molly is probably what you you're going for. I've never is done that. It, what but... it is? Okay, Molly. I was going to say ecstasy. I don't think that that wouldn't be it. Right? Same that thing. Probably lead to. Oh, it is. See, oh, well, case in point. Uh, <laughs> kids, don't do drugs. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <resident> <laughs> drug expert, <right? laughs> um you you called something neat well what the hell what did you say was neat i'm like who who says i thought it was
0: neat i thought it was neat that nick sirianni used his his embarrassing press conference later on it came full circle and he helped you know it 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 then played into his motivation for week one i thought that was a nice thing to do
1: zach wrote about which 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 i enjoy i mean next time say cool or you know that was you know, it felt, it, you know, neat. I, I, like, oh, I don't the know the that I've ever
0: used that word before, but it felt yeah. like the right it's word never to use, use it again. Yeah. Because it's I'm, I'm describing a guy who is who's earnest like that to begin with.
1: Okay. You felt good about the quiz screen. I mean, unbelievable. Opposite Zach in terms of humility, I mean, you know, knowing how to win. As if it's that, so that so wasn't an amazing call. Screen. That was an amazing
0: call. Okay.
1: I think it was an RPO Jalen, in this hand that let's listen to the pod and hand that bad boy off next time. I don't care if you get <laughs> uh, behind the sticks, you know, we can't be dealing with this. Uh, I did have to laugh at, at Z at 6:30 AM in an Atlanta hotel room. <laughs> Reading a Roman ad. I mean, really, (laughs) because some of these hotel rooms, you know, when someone is really uh, enunciating, you absolutely can hear the entire conversation. And so, uh, you know, if anybody out there was the person next to Zach uh, in that hotel, you know, explain to us what you were thinking.
2: My wife uh, appreciated Bo's comment about like, um, you know, about the second sleep, which I I didn't know was a thing. I thought when you get up, you get up. She's like, that's what you should do on the road. You should go back to sleep. You know, you don't have the kids. They're not running in. You don't have to make anyone breakfast. Uh, to me, you're up. You're, you got a game in a few hours. I was excited. I was ready for the day. I wish I could fast forward the clock, right?
0: That's why I- Chill, hit him and, with it. Hit him with it.
1: What am I hitting him with?
0: He said he wanted to fast forward the clock.
1: I have no idea what you're talking about.
0: Don't wish away time.
2: Uh, oh, don't okay. wish you away time. Well, no, that's why- like, <laughs> I mean if if, you know, I've I'm already planning activities for the Monday night game in Dallas because uh, you know, when you have all that time to kill, I wanna get to the you know, I I wish they kicked off at nine AM. So uh yeah, I I mean I I would I
0: would would actually would love a nine AM kickoff because that would mean Yeah, that would mean an early night, but
1: so we do have a lot of new listeners. I feel like we have to explain, you know, sure. some of the. So don't wish away time. Was I, Bo? You might even remember the story uh, more than I. I think I was, um, you know, maybe my wife was pregnant, or you know, we just gotten married or something, and you know, we're talking to this other couple, and like this, this guy just, you know, he was already a dad, and he was trying to like. Give some advice. I mean, I, I don't know. He was the guy was probably like 27 at the time. And he like goes in this thing. He's like my one piece of advice: don't wish
0: away time. <laughs> like
1: very <laughs> dramatically. So it is a good. I guess it is a good. It's piece. true.
0: But I do guess. think about it. Actually, I think about uh, it yeah, all the time. I Think
1: about it sometimes. Yeah, I think about it sometimes. Uh, for sure. So that that was funny. And the other one, you know, I just had a back to school virtual back to school night here, and this is one. I feel like this was might have been a first season um their bow is that uh, you know you've got to make those sorts of things interesting for yourself and mm. um you know the other parent and so what i like to do which i explained at the time is when they're doing the introduction you know they'll usually say all right uh we're getting you know music teacher art teacher are going to introduce themselves so they'll be like uh all right our uh, art teacher is uh you know miss morris and you just want to mutter to your wife kind of out of your breath Give it up, give it up,
0: and give it up, Just give like it that. up. And you
1: do that for every time there's something that it requires some kind of acknowledgement or you know cheer. You you want to like so I, I was still doing those comments even though back to school night. Like yeah, we're
0: big old. about the uh, inside jokes in the households on this on this podcast.
1: No, you got to do that for sure. All right.
0: Any other thoughts on the Shield? You want to talk offensive line? Anything jump out to you?
1: Yeah, I mean the offensive line was very good. That the you guys talked about the Milada block, Kelsey uh was everywhere they averaged more yards before contact than uh, on their rushes than any other team in the nfl mm-hmm. last week so it's not a perfect stat you know but um I, I do think that sort of aligns with what we all saw where there were some of these uh gaping holes they were pushing the falcons defensive line all over the place so that um that certainly stood out as well let me see if i've got anything else here we've
0: got a couple of very minor notes as i as i walk yeah through. go ahead um, I'll look at these This is, I mean, this is, some of this is silly. The, uh, that unnecessary roughness call on Quez Watkins on the first play of the game was so ticky tack, I thought, um, but that's not here, neither here nor there. I
1: paid no attention to that.
0: Um, I, you know, the, the, the Devante touchdown, um, I don't, I don't know if we gave enough credit to, I mean, I love going for the score there third and four from the 18, like, you know, a bog offense is trying to pick up the first down and then going to work after that. I love, I love taking that shot. I thought that was a good, I agree um, with that. That was a good call. Uh, I thought the, Greg Olson's
2: insight on that play was also really good. That's where it helped having a former tight end because he was very, uh, he explained, he was exactly good, I what thought. Zach, Yeah, he explained exactly what Zach Ertz was doing on, on, on that, like, like Ertz made sure not to, not to touch the, yeah, he was, <laughs> yeah. he was very careful. And he said, they don't call it a pick play offensive players. Will not call it a pick play; it's a rubber out, right? Mm. So, uh, yeah. So I, I like Greg Olson in, in that moment. Sorry to interrupt you. No, no good. I, I
1: don't know that I've ever seen you know the guy setting the the pick be more blatant with that. Hey, <laughs> I didn't do anything. The, but, nothing,
2: hey, nothing. I
1: mean, yeah. he just ran there, turned around, and put his hand. <laughs> I've also I've never good. seen
0: someone hold their hands up like that and not be guilty of like that's uh, of what they're enough. pretending not to be guilty of. Usually, that's yeah. a sign of guilt. Yeah. Um. The uh, the fourth and four. Uh, where they didn't get it, and, and Hertz bailed the pocket. I think I said in the podcast at first I thought that he could have he could have stepped up there, and then rewatching it, the the pocket sort of was was too narrow for him to step up. I didn't really. Th- it, maybe it was just a bad call, but I didn't think there was much else he could do there. Um, the uh, the two minute drive. The other thing that I liked about it, we talked about how impressive that was, and, and uh, you know Fran has the full thread on on what was impressive about that drive. The other thing that was sort of impressive about it was it was coming on the heels of that drive when it looked like things were going well and then everything went wrong they had the penalty then the three yard loss then another penalty and we have seen those things sort of snowball in the the past uh especially under you know he who shall not be named the former quarterback so it was nice to see them bounce back from that um
1: well I've got a note uh on that as well and listen I think we 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 can name him it's okay I know know? I just
0: I don't want to make it about him too much
1: so I thought that one of the uh one of the coaches was going to uh point this play out. Maybe they did, and I missed it. But this is like a a very coach, you know. I feel like coaches love this kind of thing. There was a second and one uh during that two-minute drill at the end of the half, and the uh the Falcons blitzed and produced an unblocked defender, and Jalen Hurts just kind of like, you know, got out of the way and then threw incomplete to mm-hmm. uh Kenneth Gainwell. Like coaches love that. You know, I you know he didn't try to be Superman. Live to see another down. Second and one, right there. We're gonna be in a good spot. I gotta say, when I watched that play, the note I wrote, I just thought of Carson Wentz in that exact spot, just trying to keep the play alive. Yeah, maybe does, maybe doesn't, but just like you know, not not making that play. And I did think Hurts throughout the game was very decisive, even on his runs. Like he's a um. He's a non-frenetic runner. He's a—he's not a spaz. He's very smooth. You know what I mean? I have, uh, he, have a note on this
0: too. Uh, yeah.
1: Okay. He's—he's he, like, okay, I'm gonna take off and run, <laughs> and, he, and then he runs. He gets out of bounds. He slides. I mean, I, I think there will be times this year where he sticks his shoulder into somebody, and you know, like when the time is right, and tries to prove a point. But it's not like you know, running back and forth horizontally, or it, like even <laughs> like I would I would actually say Lamar Jackson. Is a frenetic runner. Yes. Now he you know he can do it and that's great, but there are different styles, you know. It just like 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 when Hurts takes off, you don't feel like, oh shoot, what you know, what is going on here? This could go in a number of different ways. It's just like, all right, pick up your six <laughs> yards and uh move on. I thought that really stood out to me as well.
0: It's it's like um he he is not a dynamic side to side athlete, right? He's not like juking you. Uh he's not like a you know, like a Devin Singletary or like a LaShawn McCoy. It's like it's like he's in you're like an eight bit video game where he can only move like forward horizontally or exactly diagonal. And he's like very athletic and powerful when he does that. But the way he moves is, is like, is, is interesting. Even on the touchdown to Goddard, it's like he steps up, then he steps to the side right. and then he throws. And then like that, you know, that first run of the game that when they called, I think the fourth play of the game, he just, he takes his angle diagonally and goes straight to the sideline like he's not like making guys miss. He's just, he knows yeah. exactly where he's going and it's like, he's only able to move in so many directions. It's yeah, good.
2: that's a good point. I, You're right. I know intellectually that he is signaling for a block when he runs, but I, I, I do think there's like a 2% chance that he's doing that because it looks really cool in photos, right? Because there's all – because every every time he runs, there's a photo. I love this, the best take of the pot so far. <laughs> there's a photo of him. Unbelievable. And then, and then number two, this is like uh, – this is a, a corny um, take. But uh, that stadium might be the most photogenic. Like mm. it is beautiful to watch a game. There. Right. The, the, uh The telecast and the pictures from the game, something about the lighting – I don't know if it's if it's is it a translucent ceiling or however it is, like the way the light hits there, it is it's uh it's beautiful. So it was like artistic watching that game.
0: What's what's interesting is is I hadn't thought about this, but the in that stadium, you know, like the light comes in, but only on the visiting sideline. And you know, I told you that I was sitting near like Falcon's personnel, and one of them at one point was telling everybody else what the temperature was on that sideline. It's like, oh, it's 80 degrees on the sideline now. So it's like that's a thing for them is getting oh, getting just, the opponent. Well, that's the same
2: thing. That, and that's the same thing for the Eagles, by the way, too.
0: Mm, right. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. You put your opponent yeah. in the sun. Yeah, but, um, Yeah.
2: the Eagles are on that sideline because their sideline shaded and the other one's in the sun during a 1 o'clock game.
0: Yeah. And then my last note, Sheila, is I thought you would appreciate, the uh, the one snap of 21 personnel in this game was a, a loss of three yards. <laughs>
1: Well, yeah, you know, you were, uh, yeah, I did have some notes on the uh, personnel because they did. So they played 11 personnel uh, around 60% of the time, but that's, that's still like around league average. You know, there are teams that play it way more like they, you know, they still were around league average in 12 personnel and they played eight snaps at 13 personnel. Mm Mm-hmm. In this game, which was, um, you know, which was up there. So it's not like they just leaned all. They leaned into 11 personnel more than last year, but they didn't lean. You still can lean more, lean more into. Well, uh, I think, I think this was a reasonable use of the
0: resources. Like, you know, you do. I think it's a, it's a fine amount of 12 to play with, with Hertz and Goddard. It wasn't overstated. Yeah.
1: We can bump it down a little bit, like I said. Yeah, I'm I'm happy bump, with that. So and D the thirteen, the 13 and was like
0: me. a was like an interesting little wrinkle that they were just showing. It was it was a four play stretch in a row. And then you know they got the Falcons to call a timeout. So
1: look at this guy, Zach. He's incapable of even the most minor criticism of this team after that week. I've never seen anything. What happened in Atlanta? I mean, really, were you how long were you with him? Were there stretches where you guys didn't see each other? And most the trip, sure What yeah. might have happened to him? Okay. All right. Most so anything trip, really yeah, but, could have happened down there. If you have a theory on what happened to Bo in Atlanta, uh, let it be heard in the chat or
0: uh, BWF uh, Shields But
1: Or you can you know of course leave that as a review on Apple Podcasts. Mm, I would love true. to read those later in the week. All right.
0: All right. Any more break? thoughts on the offense?
1: No, I think that was uh, that was everything on the offense.
0: All right. Well, uh, we will take a little break to last hear one, from last our- one. Okay. You
1: you know I love a QB keeping it early first first possession. Just have the QB keep it on his own read, you know, mm. put it in their minds. Uh, now with Hertz, it's probably not as much of an issue because they know he's going to be a runner. But I feel like first possession, give me a deep shot and give me a uh, QB run. I'll soften him up the rest of the game. OK, go I think
0: ahead. That's fair. All right. Well, we'll take a little break to hear from our sponsors. And on the other side, we're going to have a little national shield segment. Zach and I are going to be hosting. A, we're going to do, do, do a little cosplay of welcoming in our guest. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's get into it. You're listening to ZB and the Wolf. Uh, On WBWF, Sports Radio 6969, where it's not about the calls, it's about the. Welcome back to ZB and the Wolf, the show that makes you go, Apologies again to uh, those of you who heard some of the foul language during our last hour with our guest, uh, Buzz Bissinger. But now we can turn our attention to the National Football (laughs) League. We're going to be talking (laughs) everything (laughs) that happened in week one with one of the sharpest guys out there who covers the league in just a minute. (laughs) (laughs) You were
1: like born for this segment. I've never seen anyone look more at home than you right now. All right, I'm gonna answer right. We
0: get into that. Uh, ZB, uh, any thoughts on the uh, the USC job? Feels like a, a program right for the picket. who do you think is gonna uh, gonna get that job? Hey, Wolfman, I always thought that USC was a sleeping
2: giant, like that uh, person who lives down the street from me. Uh, oh. that was a bad joke. <laughs> <laughs> <Three> <laughs> five, four, five, <fun, laughs> You know what I mean? Uh, no, so you know who they need to hire? They Sorry. Chip? I was actually going to answer that. I know you were Chip guy. <laughs> so, hey, let's 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 get right to our guest all here. Right. Uh, yeah.
0: Well, you know him, you love him. He covers the uh, the NFL. He used to cover the Eagles for the Athletic. You can follow him on Twitter at Shield Kapadia, Shield. Uh a busy week one for you, I know. Uh, and I'm sure you enjoyed that game last night. First of all, how you doing? You you enough sleep?
1: you know it's football season wolfman so uh sleep is secondary you know how it goes Not with this sucks. job you know yeah you, you eat you eat sleep love football so uh i don't have time for sleep right now it is time to, to watch uh, uh watch some slobber I'm trying to think of a football team. All right. Am I supposed to be like, I, I am you on a regular radio yourself. show. You're supposed right. to just be yourself. You're on the true, bozos. Yeah. Sometimes you are on. All right, let, let's try that again. Go
0: ahead. Okay. You get some sleep.
1: <laughs> I got some sleep Wolfman. I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on.
0: All right, let's, uh, let's get to it. I know you had your, uh, your, your, story today. The things that we need to know from uh week one, I guess I'll start with sort of, you know, of an open ended question. Uh, who who changed your mind the most from what you saw in week 1? Could be good change, or bad.
1: Who changed my mind uh the most? Well, uh you know, I, how about the uh Let's go with the Tennessee Titans. You know, I thought you look at the Tennessee Titans. I thought this was a team that could certainly uh, win that division and maybe with a high ceiling, but they come out and lay an absolute egg against the Arizona Cardinals. I mean, they were the worst offense in the NFL this week. That performance statistically against the Cardinals was worse than any performance they had in the previous three seasons. So if you're looking at an offensive coordinator change there with with Arthur Smith leaving and Todd Downing taking over and you're saying, no big deal, we're going to pick up where we left off. Well, that didn't happen. And now all of a sudden I think you have to have big questions uh, about that team here going
2: forward. Shio Kapadia is from The Athletic. Make sure you read all his work there. My question is brought to you by Morris Muggs. Morris Muggs, where you can always get your fill. Uh, Sheel Capadia. So <laughs> I was watching that Green Bay Packers and, and New Orleans Saints game, and I didn't know which quarterback was playing for the Packers and which quarterback was playing for the Saints. I thought the Packers were the team that was supposed to have the good quarterback. What did you see in that game, Sheel? Well, you know, it's interesting. You have
1: some of these kind of, um, you know, OG coaches, I guess you could say, who this year are in the underdog role. You know, Sean Payton, Mike Tomlin, both those guys come to mind. We're sort of weird. They're going into these games and they're home underdogs, which is like unheard of for them over really the last decade. And so I thought Sean Payton put together really a masterpiece of a game plan there against the Packers. You know, they really relied on their defense quite a bit they strung together two 15 play drives back to back in the first half where all of a sudden you look at the Packers and the Packers had three drives in the entire first half so I would say this I would say uh, settle down uh, about Jameis some of you out there you know if you're thinking wow uh, Jameis Winston is all of a sudden a new quarterback with Sean Payton he's going to throw for 5,000 yards and have a low interception rate Uh, I did not personally see that. I saw them saying, all right, you know, we're not going to ask you to do too much. We're going to run the ball 39 times in this game. We're going to let our defense take over. I mean, they were up 24-3 before Jameis Winston even threw for 100 yards. So uh, he really did not have to do too much in that game. Now he executed in the red zone. Uh, That was good. He actually did throw an interception. It got, uh, you know, called back for a bogus roughing the passer penalty. So all the narratives would be a little bit different if they didn't call that Uh, Penalty and some of his pass catchers made unbelievable catches for him. So it was really a situation where I thought everybody stepped up and helped the quarterback. But uh, Sean Payton, I think it's like what nine and one now over the last three seasons when he hasn't had Drew Brees in the lineup. So I think what he does best is he doesn't coach the same way every week. He looks at his personnel, he looks at the opponent's personnel, he sees how the game's going, and he says, Hey, what do we need to do to win this game? And he does that. So um, you know, certainly yeah, and I should give his staff credit. I mean, Dennis Allen, the defensive coordinator there, they've had a top 10 defense, I think, three straight years. I thought this year they might regress a little bit. Their cornerback, Marshawn Lattimore, goes out in that game, and they still uh, they they shut down that Packers offense.
0: Talking with Sheila Kapadia of the athletic here on WBWF and Shield. Carson Wentz, you know, we saw the highs, we've seen the lows. We saw how good he was in 2017, how bad he was last season. What did you see from him in week one with the Colts? Did he look any different than he's uh, he's looked in the past? Is there any hope?
1: You know, I thought he was okay. It wasn't like a disastrous, you know, I think Eagles fans will remember, you know, pretty much every game last year felt like a disaster for Carson Wentz. It wasn't at that level, but what really stood out to me was that they weren't featuring Carson Wentz? They were almost hiding Carson Wentz, and so you look at their game plan. Uh, they run the ball 30 times. I swear, every other play was a running back screen to Jonathan Taylor. It was kind of like let's you know let's put Wentz in position where he doesn't have to do too much. But when you look at his supporting cast. They just don't have the guys where you're, you know, basically my takeaway was you're going to have to play perfect. If you're this Colts offense is currently constructed to score 30 points. You know, they're playing with the third string left tackle who got manhandled in that game. Julian Davenport, their right tackle, highly paid Braden Smith gets bull rushed to the ground on a key fourth down. Carson Wentz takes a sack. And, you know, I just look at it and when you go from Philip Rivers to Carson Wentz, it's different in pass protection. You know, last year, they know exactly where the quarterback's going to be. They know the ball's going to come out. They know he's going to be on top of setting protections before the snap. Carson Wentz is a very different quarterback. I mean, I mean he, he didn't get rid of the ball. I think he held it for like 2.9 seconds, uh, which is much longer than Phillip Rivers did last year. He's still trying to scramble around and be Superman in that game. So they don't have the offensive line. They don't have the quarterbacks who's going to raise everyone's level of play. And then you look at the pass catchers, very you know, pedestrian group. I mean, there's no one there who's going to keep defensive coordinators up at night when they're game planning. So right now, you know, they kind of need everything to go a certain way for uh, their offense to be successful. I just don't see it happening unless they uh, maybe get Eric Fisher healthy at left tackle.
2: The big movers in our power rankings this week have been the Bengals. And if you're planning a move, go to Dunn Movers. No matter how tough the job, Dunn will protect all the belongings. It's not done until it's done. Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals, what did you think of the performance they had?
1: It, it was a bizarre performance for the Cincinnati Bengals. You know, they were the, one of the most run heavy teams in the league. In week one and i'm looking at it going wait a minute did they forget joe burrow is now their quarterback now i know he's coming off of injury i know you're trying to protect him because you don't know about the offensive line but just their approach i mean incredibly conservative early in that game and then you know it was weird in the second half they have a they're up 21 7 they have a fourth and one from their own 30. now normally i like coaches who are aggressive absolutely But it was just a strange spot for them to be aggressive and go for it. They don't get it. All of a sudden, the Vikings score, and it's a 24-14 game when it doesn't really need to be. Then they, they have a third and four late in the fourth quarter. They take the ball out of Joe Burrow's hands, and they run with Joe Mixon. On third and four, all of a sudden, he gets stuff there, and the Vikings drive, and they score for the game-winning field goal. So listen, the last play of the game there, fantastic. They run that little leak concept where the tight end pretends he's blocking, leaks out, and they hit him on a fourth and one. They get the field goal there in overtime, and they win. If you're a Bengals fan, you're excited about that. You're excited about Jamar Chase. He looked good despite his sort of up-and-down uh, summer. And so there are things to be uh, excited about. T. Higgins, by the way. May merging is maybe the, one of the most underrated receivers in the NFL. I mean, he was getting only somebody called that one. Yeah. Yeah. I remember. Uh, I remember. Uh, <laughs> wait, are you ZB in this or no?
2: <laughs> Sorry. Yeah.
1: No. I remember Berm, <laughs> you know, we're talking uh, pre-draft during that great uh, in-person draft party we had, and you were all over uh, T. Higgins. So nice job out of you. He did a good job, but I, I'm a little wait and see with the Bengals. I didn't watch that game and say, wow, they're ready to take this uh, major league.
0: Uh, you know, we watched that uh, that Browns Chiefs game with with tremendous excitement here, Shiel, and of course we're talking to Sheil Capatia of the Athletic. And man, it seemed like they were going to knock down Patrick Mahomes. It seemed like it was there for the taking, and they didn't get it done. Uh, what did you what, what did you make of the Browns' performance? Do you, Do you still think it was a you know a good job? What are we thinking about the Browns moving forward?
1: If there's a team from Week One that I that lost and that I'm higher on them now than I was before week one, it's the Cleveland Browns. I I mean, they had the approach that I love, that makes me feel tingly when I see a team go up against the Chiefs and say, you know what? We're not just going to sit on the ball. We're not going to rely on our defense to get a stop. No, we need to score, score, score. Every opportunity, put points on the board. That was their approach. First drive of the game, fourth and three from the Chiefs 15. Go for it. Convert. Two plays later, they score a touchdown. Uh, they get a penalty on the two-point conversion. They say, all right, get the offense out there. We're going to go for two They go for two. They get it. Next drive, fourth and one from the Kansas City five. You know, a lot of coaches would say, okay, you know, we had a nice drive. Let's make sure we get points. No, go for it again. Jarvis Landry scores there. And so they had the approach. I don't know if you guys, uh, you know, might remember the article I wrote about the Baltimore Ravens a couple of years ago where they went into Kansas City. I think it was week two or three. And John Harbaugh did not have faith in his defense at that point. And he had the exact same approach. He said, you know what? We just have to score. This is not a field position game. This is a, uh, you know, keep the ball and maximize every scoring opportunity. And that's what the Browns did. They scored touchdowns on their first three possessions. And that's an offense that can keep pace with the Chiefs. Now, listen, they lost the game. You're probably looking at me saying, what are you talking about? They blew a second half lead. They lost 33 to 29. The Chiefs are the team to beat. We all know that. They're the favorites. It's not easy. There are going to be games where Patrick Mahomes is going to roll to his left and, and throw for a 75-yard touchdown where you say, wait a minute, what just happened here? That's going to happen. However, you need to give yourselves opportunities. And if you're the Browns, you lost by four points on the road in a game where Nick Chubb fumbled, where your punter fumbled and set them up for a a touchdown there. And you had the ball with, what was it, two minutes left with a chance to end the game, score a touchdown, and not let Mahomes get back on the field. I guarantee you, you ask any coach in the NFL – hey, when you play the Chiefs on the road, you're going to have the ball with two minutes left, a chance to score a touchdown and win the game. Uh, We can do that right now. Fast forward to that point. Every coach would say, all right, let's do it. I will sign up for that. So uh, I love their approach. I think their defense is going to get better as the season goes on. They have a lot of new pieces there. Odell Beckham Jr. did not play in this game. I mean, they were going up and down the field on the Chiefs in the first half. I I thought Baker Mayfield played really, really well in that game, that last interception where he gets hit, notwithstanding. So uh, I loved what I saw from the Browns. I was taking – And that's not just to appease your producer there, who I know is a big Browns fan.
2: I was taking the train into work, and I saw some nerd over there reading a <laughs> book. He must, That person must believe in analytics. Uh, they, they, he must uh, – look. But the book was called Underdogs, and I was I was thinking – my goodness, the Pittsburgh Steelers were underdogs. I had the Buffalo Bills as my stone cold lock. So tell me, why is Mike Tomlin? why was Mike Tomlin winning as an underdog?
1: I mean, you know, uh, break the fourth wall, but how have we not been doing this segment for five years? Unbelievable. You were also made for this. You know, Mike Tomlin as an underdog is frightening. and I think I was on with you guys before the season, and I said, I'm not bullish. On this Steelers team, I think they're going to take a step back. I think they're going to be uh, seven and ten. But you know what? I I offered that take, and then I was a little scared. I said in my head, "Oh, Michiel, I don't know. I don't know if you're doing the right." thing here do you really want to go against mike tomlin this man managed to go eight and eight with mason Freak and rudolph and duck Freak and hodges and so this was another reminder like like i think when mike tomlin retires maybe it'll be like 35 years from now this is precisely the type of game i will think of it was ugly uh you know they weren't supposed to win the offense looked like absolute trash in the first half i mean i'm writing in my notes roethlisberger's cooked this offense is garbanzo beans. They've got nothing. I, that, that's what I, I'm running down in the first half. But they just stick around. And their defense, you know, they sign these guys like Melvin Ingram, right? No one wanted Melvin Ingram. Uh, he waits till the summer to sign. All of a sudden, he's giving you edge rush, reg, edge rush as a rotational pass rusher. They've got these studs, TJ Watt, Minka Fitzpatrick, who are all over the place. Cam Sutton was fantastic. In this game, Cam Hayward was outstanding in this game. So they just hang around. Their defense makes some plays. They get a special teams touchdown in this game. And then all of a sudden, Roethlisberger decides, oh, my skill position players are pretty good. I'll just throw the ball up. And I've advocated for this type of offense all the time with you guys. Take shots downfield, draw some flags. It's really an underused uh, weapon that teams should do more. Chase Claypool makes some plays. They draw some flags on Levi Wallace, the Bills corner. And all of a sudden, they exit uh, Buffalo with a victory there. So I look, this is a little nugget. I know, you know, I, I know, z you were just making fun of the nerds who like the analytics and the numbers. But I, I know you'd like to place a wager or two as well. So this is one to put there in your, uh, in your back pocket or your fanny pack or whatever you're carrying uh, nowadays. Mike Tomlin has been an underdog 58 times in the regular season. His teams have covered the spread 66% of the time in those games, 30 times as an underdog. They've won outright. They're above 500 as an underdog. So uh, I don't like this. I'm not going to change my entire opinion of the Steelers. I still think they're not going to be a great team. I still have big concerns about that offense. But, uh, you know, if they're an underdog this year, I would go ahead and, and wonder if they're going to they're cover and make it competitive.
0: Sheila Kapadia from The Athletic. Very generous with your time. We've got uh, time for a couple more if that's Very all right generous, with you. Very generous, I
1: would say. Boy, you guys were me out here. Extremely generous. Good thing this is a sponsored segment, I will say.
0: That's right. Uh, so I'll, I'll give you a quick one. Settle a bet here uh, that, that ZB and I have been having. Urban Meyer, this guy comes in from college. Big taking a whiff all over the place, right? He, he acts like he's the big man on campus. Can he handle life in the NFL goes to Houston shield and lays about as big of a stinker as you could possibly see. Now there's rumors that he's looking to get out of the job. He might retire. Maybe he wants to go to USC. Do you think urban Meyer lasts the season in Jacksonville?
1: You know, it's not crazy to say he won't. I mean, look at what a disaster this freaking thing has been by really the worst franchise, uh, in the NFL over, the last decade with urban Meyer. I mean, you hire a strength coach who, um, you know, racial, uh, racist comments who gets uh, let go by Iowa. You think it's going to be no big deal. All of a sudden you have to, you know, you got egg on your face. You've got to, uh, you know, remedy that. Uh, situation you bring in team tim tebow on some freaking stunt where you've got you know guys dying for a chance who have worked hard their entire lives just to be in a training camp and get an opportunity and feel what it's like to be on an nfl roster and instead of that you're throwing tim tebow uh out there you know you hire a defensive coordinator who once showed up at a Wendy's naked i believe in order to frosty who or something who you know it? well yeah i mean that that was you're you're right that was sort of a check in his favor but uh, you know you just look at everything he's done from day one until now. And then you go to Hugh. I mean, when Jack Easterby is planning his next stand-up routine around you, you know, it might be time to start thinking about exiting the NFL. So that was a terrible start. Uh, they were not ready to play. I mean, the Texans went up and down the field on them. The Jaguars are easily the more talented team there. And so that was embarrassing. And I don't know. I, I mean, you know, what's it going to take if he's 0-4 and, and they've been outscored by uh, an average margin of 20 points Is he going to start thinking about what he uh, what he wants to do next? So, um, you know, I I was not high on that hire when it happened. I thought that was a situation where you just say, hey, don't screw it up. Let's go with something safe here. We're getting the number one overall pick. They didn't do that. They thought they could swing for a home run with Urban Meyer. The owner's calling Trevor Lawrence, uh, Michael Jordan, before he even plays the game uh, and everything about that franchise. I have questions about. So I'll be honest. No, it would not shock me if November uh, 12th, all of a sudden, I look at my phone, alert, Urban Meyer has decided to step down. Uh, You know, his heart's just not in it in the NFL. And then uh, six weeks later, he's the coach of a, a he's coaching a, a college team.
2: Last one from me, Shiel. I don't believe in nuance, and we are up against the break. So I am forcing you to answer this question in 30 seconds or less. Uh, But there's this innovative new segment that I thought of. No one else has thought of it. It's called buy or sell. I name someone, (laughs) and you tell me, do you buy them or do you sell them? Justin Herbert, Teddy Bridgewater, buy or sell?
1: Uh, I am buying Herbert. No doubt about it I, you know I, I got in early on the Herbert stock, Zebra. I know you like the uh, you like getting in there on those uh, on those stocks and you like to play the market. I feel like that was my move with Herbert Teddy Bridgewater. You know, I, might, I might search under the couch cushions and, and see if I've got a little something. I don't know if I'm buying him long term, but Bridgewater was legitimately good in that game against the Giants. I mean, he was spraying the ball all over the field. Accuracy was great. He was making second reaction plays. You know, he even got Vic Fangio, the most conservative coach in the NFL, to go for it on three fourth downs. I mean, I don't know what's happening in the NFL if Vic Fangio is being aggressive on fourth down. So I thought that was a pretty exciting win uh, for the Broncos. And I certainly want to see more of, uh, of Teddy Bridgewater. I thought he played well in their opener.
0: He is shield Kapadia. Nobody. And I mean, nobody covers the league better than he does. You can follow him on Twitter at shield Capadia. Check out his work on the athletic shield. We'll talk to you next week.
1: And don't forget, uh, of course, li- uh, I don't know if this is the right address or not, but LinkedIn.com um, slash shield Capadia. Instagram, at Shiel Kapadia, TikTok, at Shiel Kapadia. Am I missing anything here, gentlemen? You know, I want to take advantage. You you keep me for a 40-minute segment here. I would like to make sure I get my plugs in here.
0: I think you got it all, my friend. You think
1: I'm good. All right, thanks for having me. Talk to you next week.
0: All right, you are listening to ZB and the Wolf. Oh, here on WBWF 6969. We'll be back after this. At the top of the next hour, we're talking baseball with Candy Maldonado. All right, we're back on birds with friends, Zach. What a mean, performance!
1: Believe it. Well, that was all, so you had no idea who was coming in with those sponsors,
2: did you?
0: No, did he, 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 uh, those are all improv, right, Zach?
2: Well, you know, I, I it was improv in the first one. I, 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 I didn't have anything for the bit, and then <laughs> I saw. So that's something that always cracks me up is the is the sponsor. So I. I should have put more thought into it. Um,
0: no, but the, what are you talking this, about? You I, nailed it. I, I'm actually. So the, the
2: sec, so the second and third one, uh, as Bo was talking, I was actually i I was trying to think of uh, of what to
0: do. But the, the forget uh, about an Oscar. That's an osprey.
2: The coffee That's mug. That's
1: hundred. That it has to be an osprey.
2: The uh, coffee mug was was uh, that was off the cuff, and then. And and then the done moving. You company. even had you even yeah. had the the tagline that was that was <laughs> um, delightful. But, uh,
1: I've never seen a man it. get into a
2: zone like that. It's like Patrick <laughs> Mahomes. I because I was thinking about it after the fact. First off, we should have butchered Jill's name because I, I feel like that's something mm. that you that know what I was going really to really do that, to, but I I okay.
0: was like, it's it's almost too on the nose, and I'd rather okay. he not have to deal with that again.
2: <laughs> Thank you. And, then, and then, but, but it is true. You're right. Yeah. And then also, just want to make abundantly clear uh, I was not at all doing anything that makes anyone think of 97.5, the fanatic, the morning show, the John Kincaid show, because I'm on that on Monday morning. I saw so that. How about I, that? I, I, yeah. So I, I definitely, it was, I, I was doing a parody of other. Oh, it's, the whole, of, yeah, not, it's the whole, not thing. that one there. I want to make sure. Yeah. I, I don't want to. Mess any relationships that I've established up. Listen, that Z that Zebra
1: performance was so good. I want everyone to just pause, like (laughs) go rate, review, grab somebody's phone, unsubscribe, subscribe. I mean, I you know the YouTube channel. Make sure you're subscribed. Leave some comments. Leave some thumbs up. Tweet at Zach that you love him. Uh, It's okay. Yeah, no, I don't care about that. I'm the brand here. Uh, So so do all those things because that was fantastic. Uh, I'm a little nervous. You guys are gonna you know that like um. You know, like like a a program director in like Phoenix is gonna call and be like, guys, I saw that segment and that was outstanding. I'm giving you uh, the morning show, and all of a sudden,
2: well, literally, uh, WIP just hired the program director from Phoenix. So, uh, oh, really? Yeah. So he oh, he's like, didn't like see the, the, the that. program okay. director. Um, okay.
0: yeah, I mean, no. uh, the one thing, thing I will say uh, is...
1: make sure you're keeping my hits on there, my man or woman or whoever. It is.
0: <laughs> I only have I would only have one demand for that job, and that would be that uh, we're we we're, we're given Marissa Morris full creative control. Mm-hmm. You're
2: I the brains behind the operation, bro. No,
0: no, 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 no.
1: I would love to uh, to to do that job for uh, you know a period of time. It'd be be like in on a morning show. Yeah, that'd be fun. I did the uh, uh, flex I, in Seattle for a seven ten ESPN Seattle. I got to do it once a week. <laughs> Because uh, Brock Hewitt, who you probably hear calling, oh, yeah. uh, you know, these college or NFL games, he would have to be gone once a week. So I filled in for him, it's, uh, unbelievable. So fun! You get up early, you, you know, you're doing stuff before oh, you know,
0: Zach stuff. is like itching. Uh, yeah. I mean, what a dream for Zach! I would
1: love, to have, oh, I would love to have my day end at 10 a.m., right? You like, got the you segments, you, you're firing yeah. off takes, you know, it's, yeah, I, I thought it was very fun actually.
0: All right, uh, we, we've gone a, a, a while now, so we don't have to go too long on the defense, obviously. But uh, what, what did you think of, of the defense, Sheil? Uh, anything that, that surprised you from Jonathan Gannon? Uh, you know What jumped out to you?
1: Well, so this is one where it, it really does hurt not being able to watch it's the, brutal. Uh, all 22. But I thought the numbers were pretty interesting here. This is via True Media. And, well, they do uh, say that
0: it is a numbers game. It's
1: a numbers game. Uh, via True Media and PFF, uh, they played, uh, you know, against the, uh, Falcons passing game, they played 25 snaps of split safety coverages versus 11 snaps of single high coverages, which I thought was, was it, you know, some of the things like when they first hired Gannon and we're just like, Hey, they might do this. He might do this. You did see those things in this game where they were saying, all right, yeah, we'll hang back in too high. Go ahead. You want to run the ball a little bit. Um, you know we will live with that. We're not going to give up any explosive plays. Only defense in the NFL that didn't give up a uh, any type of play of twenty yards or more. You were on yeah.
0: that right away.
1: Yeah, and they did. Uh, they did sit back and you know cover two, cover four, cover six, and uh, all zone. I mean, they you know they the charters had them down for I think I want to say one one snap of true man coverage. Wow. In that entire game. Now listen, there's always. um Margin fair with this type of thing. But I do think the general sense is uh, pretty accurate. So we just zone too deep. We're going to rely on our defensive line to get home. I think they blitzed or rushed five or more on three snaps the entire game. So they came in with a very, uh, you know, focused approach. And what I, and if you do that against the Falcons, I mean, Arthur Smith's tendencies are to run the football. So if you're doing that against him, uh, and we'll talk about this a lot later in the week, but against the 49ers, are you doing the same thing? Do you trust it? you trust the defensive line to be able to hold up and play with the light box and say, OK, we're going to be able to stop the run because, you know, Kyle Shanahan, like he, he loves to do that. Like he will have a whole game where the quarterback throws seven times, as we saw in the playoffs a couple of years ago. So uh, that's kind of a big storyline when you just sort of set this week up. But um, I mean, how could you have a better performance than that to start your, your first game as a defensive play caller? you don't allow a touchdown one of two teams to not allow a touchdown you don't allow an explosive play and uh you know you, you give up six points and your defensive line dominates
2: so quick question here i so oh i'm I didn't mean no to, no go ahead go ahead so i'm i'm watching the the rams bears game um the other night and uh and they're basically saying like the rams defense is just inviting the bears to run like like they just want the bears to run they just don't you know they they want uh their or, or maybe it was the other way around. I'm, I'm, no, you're right. That's right. It was. it was basically like they'll give up the approach. On, on, yep. on 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 the ground. Is that the approach that the Eagles took? Like exactly. don't care if you run on us. Just don't throw it over our heads. Yeah,
1: yeah it's like a new school. You know, I, I think most of the defensive coordinators. We've covered in our lives. They'd be like, you know, you ask them a question like that. They'd be like, you know, get out of here. I mean, Jim exactly. Schwartz. How many times on a uh, Tuesday afternoon? Well, first thing, yeah. when you, even in the locker room, you would ask the players. Well, you know, uh, go. You know, Schwartz said first thing we can do is stop the run exactly. against this team every single week. Well, they're you know they're new school defensive coordinators. who are saying maybe that's not how we need to play. You know, if we get gashed for five and a half yards per carry and we don't give up you know, more than two explosive completions, we're probably going to be in pretty good shape at the end of the game. Can this offense uh, put together a 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 play drive? Are they going to be good enough? And I think it's really interesting with the Eagles, too, because of their defensive line. You know, are you going to be able to uh, not have a negative play, a tackle for loss? So are you going to be able to not hold one of the Eagles' uh, defensive linemen? Are you going to be able to, uh, you know, not have a pass deflected when you're, you know, they're giving you those six and eight yard completions? Like it's, it's the right strategy, in my opinion to play. Now there could be weeks where it's really frustrating where you're saying, what are they doing? They're getting gashed here and you're all all of a sudden your offense goes three and out. And then the other team gets on the field. And again, they're running the football all over you. So it is sort of a week to week thing. I I think looking at it big picture, I do think it's the uh, it's the right strategy. I think there will be weeks where they're more creative with their blitzes. I don't think they felt the need to, because they were, I mean, really it was just like, like the, when you, their D line just looked so much more athletic and powerful than the Falcons on like every single snap. And it wasn't just one matchup. It was like every matchup uh, they were winning. So that's not going to be the case every week, but that might be the case more weeks uh, than not. And so um, that th- that's what really uh, stood out to me with the Eagles defense.
0: And obviously, like it is different if those first two drives get, get punctuated by touchdowns. Um, and I thought the first drive to me was more like a good script by the Falcons and, you know, not really that much you could do. The second drive to me was more, like missed tackles, and and uh, that one was more bad play by the Eagles until things buckled down. Uh, I didn't notice during. Uh, I didn't notice live that first trip to the uh, to the red zone. That third down, that uh, they rushed three. Derek Barnett is in coverage on on, on the running back, and it was it was pretty good. I mean, Nelson's coming too, but if it's just Nelson, it's a one on one. You you could think he could have a chance to get in. Uh, it was right
1: it, where the ball went. Yeah, right. Yeah, it was he right there. Three and he dropped exactly where, where the pass was going. So Yeah, that was, that was interesting.
0: interesting. Um, You know, the one thing that still jumps out to me a little bit is, and I don't know, again, this is like maybe this is just what they show. This week they're going to show something totally different next week. But the amount of time that that Sam is on the field, mm-hmm. like... I don't think they have the player. I don't yeah, the like right I get if, yeah, if, yeah, if, if that role is going to be that important, they should have invested something else into that role. Don't you guys think like, and Jannard Avery was not impressive to me. I mean, yeah, I,
2: I, I thought the same thing. 31% of the the defensive snaps for, for Jannard Avery and uh, did, did not see much from him when I was watching that game back.
0: I mean, he did, there was a very funny play. Like it's one play, but it's the second, the first or second play of the game when he just, he he falls down all by himself. There's nobody. Yeah, yeah. he's very, very (laughs)
1: you know, I was not brought here to go backwards, you know, (laughs) like, uh, can you guys send me somewhere else? I appreciate you trying to carve out a role, but yeah, I I thought that too, watching it. It's like, all right, are they trying to force this? I don't know. You know, maybe a player will grow into it and by week six, we'll say, all right. Patrick Johnson looked okay to me. He had a one nice play. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I maybe know. he'll overtake him. Uh, by the way, I couldn't believe how much... Ryan Kerrigan played 34 snaps.
0: Yeah, very quiet. 34 snaps.
1: I legitimately did not. I, I, you could have told me he didn't play and he was a healthy scratch, and I would have believed you. Yeah. After the game. No, so it was that,
0: very. It was very quiet.
1: Uh, that was certainly um, surprising to me.
0: Okay. I'm yeah, I think I, I think this, I think this I think this was the case of like it's hard to judge the second half, especially because I think once they got comfortable there wasn't there wasn't a need to show anything else i'll give
1: you one more take uh i like a steven nelson i mean that guy plays with an energy and like a physicality he he gives uh you know he gives a freak as the Mm -hmm. uh,
0: kids might say
1: on every play it seems like regardless of situation like he's seeing now this could be wrong i don't know about it in the past but he seems like the kind of guy who if your season's going sideways he would kind of, you know, he would be one of the guys to help keep it on track where mm-hmm. he's like, I'm not letting stuff slip. I'm still, you know, doing the things I would do if we were uh nine and oh. So I don't, And know, I think Anthony
0: it- Harris is a little bit like that too. He's, he's yeah. similar in that. He's like, he's a little bit limited athletically. Um, but he's, you know, he's firing down against the run when he needs to. And, and he, he showed up a little bit more rewatching than I, than I saw live.
1: Yeah. I mean, maybe they'll, you know, I'm sure there'll be games where those guys get exposed and, uh, whatever because they're not going to be high ceiling all pro caliber players although you know Anthony Harris did get the tag 2 years right. ago so it's not nobody but um uh, yeah I'm I'm sort of scratching my head as to why some of these really contending teams like didn't sign those guys a- at these prices you know like, right. like Steven Nelson could it's only one game but it seems like he could have helped all kinds of these contending teams um at cornerback so anyway yeah. it, it seems like they might have got it, some nice pieces there at least for one year
0: I know you gave us your uh your notes on the on the show um the postgame pod but did you have any Falcons sticks that you wanted to get off your chest
1: well I didn't get all mm-hmm. my
0: um you didn't get all your okay well, let's, show take- well now's the time
1: I mean you said about Jordan again this goes back to you what what was happening in Atlanta you said about Jordan Mailata he's just the man I mean, what is good? What is going it's on post here? Game pod. What, you, can't you can't be, you listen. can't be like, well, I've hoarding. heard every minute of every one of your post game pods. I'm telling you, this one stood out. <laughs> so listen, if you found something down there, you know, whether it was uh,
2: a little something that helps I had some, you. I had some, natural... I had some
0: Mary Max, uh, fried yeah. chicken. So maybe that's what oh, I was.
2: Oh yeah. Okay. You had, okay. That's, that's a, that's a well-known place down there.
0: Yeah, um, it was good.
1: When Marissa was telling her uh, story about the poster, uh, you know, I once brought a poster and got on TV to a Philly scheme, mm. the 1993 season. Uh, I don't know when we went, but I do remember. And I made my, you know, I, I won't say I made my sister, but it was a situation where I, wherever I asked my older sisters for help, they were just going to do it. Whether it was a school project or, uh, something like this. And so I said, here's what I want the uh, sign to say. Can you do it? And you know, she is uh, about my, uh, sisters are very good artists, which I am not. And so nails, the number four, and then MVP nails for MVP Lenny Dykstra the nineteen ninety three Philadelphia Phillies. I think it was a I think it was a Sunday afternoon game, and we got on uh, TV there. And I believe Lenny Dykstra now.
0: follows you, Zach. Is that am I right about that? <laughs> Wait,
1: really? I I'm, no? I'm not aware of that. Oh, no. I thought I did. I didn't know where when you just said I believe Lenny Dykstra. I'm like, all right. I, don't I mean, aware. there's
0: that could go anywhere.
1: Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I married into a family of uh, Yankees fans. So, you know, we've had many. We've got a great picture of me and my uh, Mike Schmidt jersey and my Phillies hat surrounded by uh, the extended family and all Yankees gear. Uh, you know, they, they love the Derek Jeter. Uh, I think there was some sadness, I believe, when uh, Minka was no longer in the picture. But, you know, that's uh, that was a while ago. I did. I did really like her in Friday Night Lights. Um, oh yeah! Oh, outstanding. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> oh boy! alright Uh oh! Settle down. That was this radio personality. It's like Roman, up get the Roman ad Uh-oh. going.
0: Uh oh! <laughs> Jennifer Love Few and Topanga, watch out! <laughs>
1: Who needs Roman when you got? <laughs> All Sorry
0: right! That. All right!
1: <laughs> wow! <laughs> This clear guy. eyes, clear eyes,
0: full hearts.
2: <laughs> that's <laughs> not the only else. thing that's full. Yeah. <laughs>
0: uh, all right. Any other notes, uh, Shil?
1: Um, now, there was some controversy with the swooper sorecasting. I thought there were some mm. loyal listeners. I believe Eagles uh, blog mentioned that, you know. It kind of, the fourth sack, maybe Shield should get credit for. I yeah, mean, You could
0: make a case, but I mean, we're grass, going by the book. Sorry.
1: Intentional grounding. I mean, what well, I couldn't believe when I saw Dennis tweet after that it's tied. I go, no, what are you talking about? I got two because I, again, I wasn't listening to the game and I was like, all right, every time I look up, they're sacking Matt Ryan. I don't know yep. how many sacks they have. It's at least four, um, but that did not uh, happen. So well, listen, if you're bad. a loyal listener and you think I should get credit
0: no, no, for no, no, that no.
1: Uh, fourth sack there. Stop the steal. Um, Hashtag uh z berm F- fnl.
2: Also, if if you were watching the post game press conference and it looked like Nick Siriani's hair was a, was a little wet, there's a chance it might not have been sweat. There's a chance mm. maybe they were pouring some water on him in the mm. uh, that's right, locker room. So,
0: does that uh, count? If- I
2: forget mm-hmm. what the exact stipulation was.
0: I think if the v- video surfaces, like maybe before the next, game, I think Zach's exactly you know, just like making video, a floor to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying to find... He's just busting gun. your balls. Okay.
1: Yeah. Uh, oh, there, oh, I see. Okay,
0: was a <laughs> there check. was yeah. some locker room video that was was on Twitter. Were, yeah, it was good. Yeah, the Devontae Smith yeah, dance was very good. Yeah, so may, maybe. Okay. Anything else, Jill? Okay. No. Uh, all right, so uh, a bit of a programming update that we're saving for uh, an hour and 25 minutes into the, uh, into the show, <laughs> but we will not... Our, our normal time is still... 3:30 in the afternoon on Thursdays but this week because of the holiday we're going to save that for the evening. I guess we haven't decided the we time haven't yet. Decided right? Yeah, we'll find I'm, I'm sorry I'm
2: screwing up the schedule here. No, but, it's uh, not fine. your fault We'll be back on schedule next week.
0: Yeah. yeah Got to fast and break the fast. Uh so we'll uh, you know stay tuned to our twitter feeds but also just maybe just wait for it in your uh, let's
1: let them know before 15 minutes beforehand like you do we, although you know people tuned in so maybe yeah someone we did five. have a comment in the chat that said um they really it, like knowing that it's it is,
0: nice to have a schedule yeah yeah so so this yeah. week only this week only we will we will pivot from the three thirty, um but you know otherwise we'll see you on thursday so for zach and Sheil and marissa and all the loyal listeners To ZB and the Wolf, I'm Bo. Thanks for listening. And as always, we love you.